I think we're hearing a modern day investment thesis right here. Look at this. There's a dog. Wait, is this really what you finance people call a thesis? Community. money where the movement is. It's the people that make the world go round, that make the world go round. Oh, is it the money? Hey, I'm Alexis. I'm Community. Hey, I'm Michael. I'm Capital. So something like that. We are recording. Thumbs up. Whoa. All right. What's new? We got a lot to talk about, man. You got any Shiba Inu recommendations? Are you, are you long sheep? Oh, man, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can do this again, man. Between Dogecoin and Shiba. Not going to lie. <laughs> I bought some and I actually, I bought a ton a while ago, um, but it was, it was too much for the network. And, and it basically, because I, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of, um, what's the word? Supply. Uh, and so I couldn't get my order filled because it was so obnoxiously big because it was so cheap. And I was just like, oh, okay. Did you buy more than $8,000 worth of Shiba last, last year? No, I saw that tweet and I was like, damn it. <laughs> I missed an opportunity here because I was doing it as, I mean, I was doing it for the lulls because I was just like, yeah, okay, this will be funny. I recently bought some, just a small amount. This is not investment advice, but uh, just for giggles because the whole thing is- It's not investment advice, but somebody- Invested eight thousand dollars and made five point three billion in right. less than a year. Uh, Six months. I mean, that's, better better that's than impressive. most of us on uh, on Wall Street. Yeah, really making me second guess my career decisions. It's just making that all of us. I, I saw a great tweet that was like, "Best investment advice would be to make the five worst decisions you could possibly make and make those investments." And there you go. You end up with five point three billion dollars worth of Shiba. Unless I, I may not be giving enough credit to the person who bought eight thousand dollars worth of Shiba, because hey, maybe they knew something we didn't. I, I in hindsight, like I got to see when I actually made that purchase. <laughs> Thankfully, it's all in the blockchain. But I just didn't. Like I said, I wasn't taking it very seriously. I, I needed. I need someone in my back office to do my meme uh, mm. crypto purchases, so I can just be like Johnson. Get me five thousand dollars worth of that Shiba Inu, <laughs> and uh, and just know it gets done. But mm, it's my fault. Did you buy Shiba because you saw that there was value in that community? Mm, no, no, no. I bought I bought it because <laughs> I looked at the opportunity for another dog related meme to occur. And and said, okay, that's that's interesting to me. Um, I think I'm just just pattern matching. Like the internet loves this dog. It it is w- way cheaper on a per unit basis, and there's a lot of people who would want to ape into it for the same reasons they aped into Dogecoin. I think we're hearing a modern day investment thesis right here. Look at this. You have you have a thesis. You're like, okay. There's a dog. Wait, is this really what you finance people call a thesis? That I mean, that sounds like a pretty credible thesis to me. You're, you have a view on the world. You have a reason why this is a view. And then you act on that view and have conviction on it. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> turns out I was a finance guy the whole time. So I'm a dog person, but are we leaving cats out? I, You know, I wonder about that too. Given the internet's love of cats... I, I just think what you're seeing here is it's the cute dog. It's the Dogecoin meme just floating even further through the ether. 
That's all. Un- unintended through the ether. Honestly, I mean, if you're long Sheba, you might as well be long ETH. Yes. I mean, it all comes back to that, right? Jesse Pollock from Coinbase actually made, he, he wrote a great, great tweet this morning saying that he, there, there's actually a reason why Sheba may have, may have actually had some credence to it, right? So he was like, Sheba flipping Doge may really be a story about the power of the ETH platform, the ETH ecosystem. And then over the last 24 hours, Sheba has actually sold off into ETH. And then it was on the Ethereum protocol, right? So mm-hmm. maybe there is something there. Maybe there's some credence to the fact that projects that are built on Ethereum, because the network is, we, we've talked about this before, network is so massive that if you believe in if you believe in the power of most NFTs now, obviously Solana has their NFT ecosystem. But if you believe in the power of NFTs, in theory, you should be also long ETH. Yeah, I see what you mean. I think I mean I I certainly it makes me wish I were staking even more ETH because uh, it just keeps I, I, with with all the companies that are moving into it now. With I mean even Facebook's absurd Meta rebrand. This is going to it's weird. There's you think like this time last year, there was a lot of discussion around live audio and, oh, this is a new paradigm shift and all these companies need to move into it. And we saw a lot of companies shipping their version of this feature of live audio. And, you know, Twitter, I think Twitter's executed well enough to become part of the home screen. So it's like real. Um, other startups are building it OK, but like it did not prove to be the kind of paradigm shift that everyone thought it would be. It's still here to stay. It's going to be around for a long time, but it's not going to be like, holy shit, we need to adapt our business. And I think for incumbent businesses, it is very hard, unless your CEO, unless your leadership really is a product builder, it's very hard to know what's real and what's just following a trend. And I think a lot of them just sort of default to either following the trend or not. Because they're, because they're explicitly like, I don't want to follow this trend. I can't tell what's real or I can't tell what's real. I need to follow the trend. And now, though, I think I, I say Jack is, is probably the exception. Um, you're seeing the investments Twitter keeps making in crypto because they see that community is there. I don't think we'll be surprised if Jason at Discord makes similar inroads into integrating through discord and and these are i would say of the more sophisticated ceos when it comes to product they understand okay this is where things are headed they've been in the space for long enough and what is that going to do to legitimize this i mean (laughs) that is a huge bump because of a massive install base that is now going to have an on-ramp to it mattering even just culturally let alone the the rails of value how do you think about the signals of institutionalization in crypto, right? So there's signals you talk about. Square is a forward-thinking company, relatively new company. Discord also, and and Discord's members, for the most part, are more crypto-native than others, right? Discord is used to power many of these NFT projects, many of these crypto communities. So these are people who understand it. Certainly, that's a great signal for institutionalization because these are 10 plus billion dollar companies. Discord's Decacorn, Square is a Decacorn public company. How do you think about the the signals of institutionalization of companies like that deciding to move into crypto versus older line companies? So like the Fidelities, who 
to give Abby John some credit, she's been mining Bitcoin through Fidelity since like 2014, 2015. They also have a digital assets custody business. They have an investment business. Fidelity's a very old company. And there are a number of others. Franklin Templeton's partnered with Galaxy. Newberger Berman just partnered with BlockFi to build investment products mm-hmm. in the crypto space. So do you think that there's any value we should be putting on the difference between institutionalization of more crypto native or companies that are focused on a younger audience for people who already do understand crypto versus ones who have audiences that don't necessarily understand crypto as well or haven't been involved in the crypto space but want to move into it? I really think there is something here that it changes because let's take lessons from Wall Street bets. Let's take lessons. I know I'm the Reddit guy. I'm the community guy. But the the retail investor, the strength of the average person feeling like this is a financial system for them because it doesn't involve, it does not involve institutions is a very powerful force. And and that I think matters so much. I think that I'd, I'd lean more to the Discord Twitter integrations is what's mattering. Okay, so what you just said, I think we need to unpack that because- okay. That is part of the power of crypto. And that's been one of the, quite frankly, magical things about Web3 is that individuals ended up having the ability to create wealth at the same time, or in many cases before, because institutions were not yet comfortable going into crypto to be able to create wealth for themselves. That's a really powerful Mm -hmm. force. You just said that individuals no longer have to rely on institutions and trust them in order to be participants in a financial ecosystem. That's part of the power of crypto, and that's what they like. As crypto institutionalizes, and as many of these names that I just mentioned, Fidelity, Goldman, Newberger Berman, Franklin Templeton, the the Mass Mutual, the list goes on and on. As they move into crypto, how do you think that will make people who went into crypto because they wanted to decouple themselves from institutions feel? I think it's fine because it provides legitimacy. And I think in a lot of these people's minds, it's sort of dumb money. What I mean by that is so much of where the movement goes in this new world of value is very different from the way it has gone historically. And that's because it is truly bottom up. It is it's Shiba Inu on a Tuesday, <laughs> just because for the lulls. I think you're actually hitting on something that's fascinating and, and a mind shift that institutions need to understand, which is it, it's quite funny and ironic that you're calling the institutions, quote unquote, dumb money in crypto. Dumb money, right. They're all actually very smart money by definition. If you think about the traditional world of financial services, and I don't mean what I'm mm-hmm. about to say derisively, but the retail investor was considered the quote unquote dumb money. Right. That's right. But in crypto, that's reversed. And it actually goes back to what you were saying. When you shared your investment thesis on Shiba, that actually may have credence to it. If you think about it, but but if if retail investors are smarter than many people give them credit for, because they have a framework, and particularly in today's world of social media, if they're on the discords, if they're on Twitter, they may have a framework for investing in things, or if they're on Reddit really early. I mean, you found crypto because you were on Reddit seeing what was happening. Yeah. That's an investment piece. Uh, that's the whole reason I seeded Coinbase was because the crypto, the community on r slash Bitcoin 
was so real and engaged and and so impressive that I thought, okay, this is this is this is viable. Twenty twelve. And that's an but see that's an investment thesis. You were on the ground doing primary research. Now there are plenty of hedge funds that go out. And they'll go on the streets, they'll go into the retail stores, they will spend time in them and look and see what people are buying. So I don't see how in a digital world, what you did is actually any different from that. This right here is the most important. I think about this, I think about this chart every day. <laughs> are you familiar yes. with this? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I really think that this explains so much of, <laughs> of a lot well, of this approach. We'll have to tweet like, this out to accompany the episode. But for those who are listening and not seeing this, wh- what is this? This is the story. This is the bell curve. Uh, and it's this, I mean, it, okay. It, the idea is basically if you are either really big brained or really little brained, that is if you're really smart or really not, you're probably going to like an investment for the same reason on some level, or you're gonna like the same investment and you're gonna make the right choices. And, and basically the, the person in the middle is like everyone else who sort of over agonizes and overthinks and all this other stuff. And it's funny, but I do think there is some truth to this where it's like the idea is either you're running a ton of complex models, you're doing a lot of work to understand why Shiba Inu could pop off. And I think there's a sophisticated way to make that investment, right? There's the highly sophisticated one using lots of data and all this stuff. And then there's the really dumb version, and I'm pointing to myself here, where you're just like, okay, well, people really liked Doge. This, to them, feels like a cheaper Doge, and so it will do well. And I was the, I was the little brain guy in that investment suggestion. Uh, but I do think there's, a, there's, there's some funny truth to that meme when it comes to thinking through these investments uh, in, in crypto. When you think about that, there's actually some credence to the value, again, the value of being in community, right? I mean, you may be making fun of yourself for being more of the little brain investment thesis, but you've also, and you've said this on past Comex Caps, like it's about taking the time, Twitter and time, spending time in the Discord, spending time on Twitter. So Walk us through that because, yes, it may be a quote-unquote little-brained investment thesis, but you must have had some, some sort of anecdotal evidence of why, this, why there's actually credence to this based on the places you've been in and spending time in those communities. Yeah, I mean, I did certainly. I mean, I was at NASCAR. I was at Talladega when the Doge car happened. And, you know, spend a little time with Josh Wise and the, the, the r slash Birmingham community. And you, you go see enough people, you meet enough Redditors, you meet enough people who want to talk about Dogecoin and like you start connecting dots and, and, and okay, there's, there's a little bit there, but I, I really believe things have flipped in such a, a weird way. And I do think we are going to need new models for understanding this kind of investing, uh, because it is, I mean, it like, the retail investor is is going to play a bigger and bigger and bigger role. And so even if you are a sophisticated investor, you now need to account for new variables the market has just never experienced before. And they're not going away. And I think the people who are best suited are, are in some part the ones who have been studying and, and participating in communities for a very long time. And, and this is a fun one, 
who have the humility and the time to go learn and go do the work. And I think that's part of the reason this trend also seems to strike a chord with the young, uh, maybe the underemployed, because they actually have a surplus of time. What they don't have in money, they have in time. And the value of that is now being more properly rewarded. You know, it, whether or not you agree in the the value of the item, like it's the same reason that, you know, the, the economy of the Philippines is being transformed by a game like Axie Infinity because the value of the time of playing a game is now more honestly assessed thanks to the blockchain. And you're seeing it, I, I think you're going to see it across the board. Uh, and, it, and I think it's interesting because this is normally, if you're talking about traditional financial system, you're not getting a job, I can only imagine, at Goldman Sachs if you're a high school dropout who's sitting on a computer well, hey, if any asset in this world can become tradable. So if you know how to if you know how to analyze those assets and those become tradable assets, maybe maybe there will be a Shiba analyst. Oh, I no, I mean, and I think going forward for sure, because you have the receipts, right? You have this immutable ledger that just shows here's your trades and it's publicly exposed and great. So like there's there's a path going forward, but all these institutions were built up by people who worked really hard, went to school, got in the system, blah, blah, blah. And and so now you're seeing something where it's like, you can get a path to rapid wealth or influence creation through, a, a, you know, through some good trades and a Twitter account and time spent on Discord. And this is weird, man. This is not normal. I, I will say, um, due to your haircut, though, you may not be able to get hired by the Goldman Sachs crypto team because you no longer have a man bun. I know I need the long hair. So yeah. you had your Touché. shot, but then you Touché. then you, you you shaved your hair. You, you shaved your 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 man bun off. So <sighs> I know it was a mistake. Not getting that crypto job anymore. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, well, Michael, I got to jump to an LP meeting though, dude. Hey, those are important too. See, you're bringing institutions. Got to take care of the institutions as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is the merge. This is the merging of these two worlds. This is this is Comex Cap. Oh yes. Let them know about the power. Comics cap. I will. And see if they have any Shiba analysts. Stay tuned on that one. I'm thinking no. This this endowment definitely does not. <laughs>